The IU Art Museum is celebrating 25 years in the dramatic modernist building designed by I.M. Pei at the heart of the Bloomington campus. This anniversary has been recognized with the commission of Light Totem, a light installation created by Rob Shakespeare, as well as the restoration of the site-specific sculpture that graces its entrance, Charles Perry's Indiana Ark. Also marking the occasion, the IU Press has published Masterworks from the IU Art Museum. The catalog includes more than 160 full-color plates of objects representing the full range of the museum's collection, along with essays by its curators. Several of those involved in this gorgeous new publication are with me today. Heidi Gelt is the curator of Western Art before 1800 and has served as the museum's director since 1986. Heidi, the IU Art Museum is a special case in many ways. Tell us what makes the institution and its collection unique. Well, I think what really makes it unique are three uh, great individuals, Henry Radford Hope, Thomas T. Solly, and right behind them was Herman B. Wells. Herman Wells had a vision to bring to Indiana University's campus the kinds of arts that students would experience were they in a large city. So he had a big vision, and he was smart enough to bring people to the campus and support them uh, to fulfill that vision. So before I took over as director, we actually had the core of the masterpieces that are in this book. We had an IMP design building, and we were on a world stage, really, in terms of the quality of the collections and the quality of the facility. The museum really is, in many ways, a story about those people and the objects that they loved yeah. and they collected and pursued. Uh, maybe you can tell us about a few key objects that really got plans for the museum off the ground. Well, I would say the the work that's on the cover, the Stuart Davis, is maybe the most important adventure that Henry undertook because he went to Cincinnati. He had heard that Stuart Davis's work was in a garage. And the legend that I've heard is that for the mere cost of trucking it back to Bloomington. He took this abandoned work of art. He understood innately how important it was. And this is a work that's now so important. Not only did we decide to put it on our cover, but it is a major work recognized as the most important surviving Stuart Davis mural. And it's, it's at the heart of his work, and he is at the heart of American modernism. So he really moves American art forward and places it on the stage. And here we were, because of Henry's enthusiasm, creativity, resourcefulness, kind of just do it mentality, uh, we have that piece. Tell us about some of the exciting changes that have gotten underway under your tenure at the museum. Well, I, I, what I would say to that is that my fortune was to have something so wonderful to bring to supporters and say, this is world class. What we need to do now is build the endowments to make it really thrive in perpetuity. So every curatorship is endowed. Um, we have conservation positions endowed. Uh, we have areas of the collections that are endowed. And the future looks very, very bright. We are actually now exceeding our peer institutions in the Big Ten in terms of the level of endowment. The next big challenge for us is refurbishing our galleries and planning long-term for the kinds of expansions that every museum has to consider as it continues to grow and evolve. So this 25th anniversary is more than just a number, really. We are at a, at a real pivotal place for the museum. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got a wonderful letter from Tom a couple of years before he died. Uh, Tom was a very volatile, wonderful person, great eye, um, very generous Tom Solly. Tom Solly. Um, 
um, but he had his own ideas of what a director should be, and I don't think I was what he had in mind originally. But he wrote me a letter when he saw the the financial stability developing for the collection and said how proud he was and how excited he was and how pleased he was that that third major cornerstone of the museum's uh, stability and need was there now. And it gave him incredible confidence. And it actually uh, not only re-cemented our friendship and his friendship with Indiana University and with the Art Museum, but it added lasting generosity in terms of gifts that he made and collections that came to us after his death. Linda Baden is Associate Director for Editorial Services. She was the editor for Masterworks from the Indiana University Art Museum. What we decided we wanted to do was, first of all, showcase the quality of the collection because we believed that it was underappreciated in the world as a whole. So we decided we would go with the, the masterpieces. As Heidi said, 160 out of a collection of over 30,000 objects in the permanent collection galleries alone, we have 1,400. So the fact that we narrowed it down to 160 does indicate it's just the very tip of a really good collection. But we wanted the best. We also wanted to showcase what I call our curatorial capital, the investment that we've made over the last 10 years under Heidi's directorship in the curatorial staff and, and obtaining these endowments also meant that we were unusually rich in that kind of research uh, capability. Um, so we wanted to show that. So that seemed to indicate that this would be a book um, with beautiful, beautiful images of these masterworks and um, more, more intensive discussions of them than you might find in a, a normal catalog where you get a paragraph or two. We wanted to fill that niche. We wanted to go beyond what you would find on the wall uh, but we wanted to keep it still at a level that the average art lover would not feel intimidated by the text, but enriched by it. So give enough information that they feel they've got a good chew, but not so much that they're having trouble swallowing. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing that we wanted to do was highlight the skills of our in internal staff, and that's our two photographers and our designer, Brian Garvey. So Michael uh, Cavanaugh, Kevin Montag, and Brian Garvey. And myself combined have over 100 years' experience at this museum with this collection. That's pretty monumental. And I wanted to capture that experience at a time when people were at the top of their game. Um, and so we decided that, again, that was an incentive to go with a book that was rich in the photographs and really highlighted the, the, um, the photographs of the object. We knew we would get wonderful work, and it surpassed even our own expectations, the care that those three people put into the book really shows, I think, on every page. And what a stunning amount of institutional history there. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and that really does play out in the book because when you talk to the photographers, what they will say is that each object has a personality. They've worked with these objects for 25 years, each of them. So they've come to learn the personality. So that's one thing, just the knowledge of the object, what it says to them, and then to figure out the ways to express that in a two-dimensional media. Most, you know, especially it's a lot of three-dimensional work in this book. So, um, so they were trying to capture the spirit and the um, impact of the work of art. Reality is, is a funny thing when you're talking about reproducing works of art. And so what, what does this object really look like? I think that they did, they caught what the object looks like, but more so they caught what the experience of looking at the object in person would be like 
through the, these photographs, and that's so difficult to do. You can document a work of art, but then you don't get its, its essence. Or you can get its essence, but then you can't see the facts about it. And they, were, they managed to catch the facts of what the surface looks like, what the forms, how they play together, as well as the spirit of the objects. Very extraordinary um, effort that they did. We were very lucky as far as funding goes because these kinds of books are, um, they have to be heavily subvented. And um, a long-term friend and supporter of the museum, Morton C. Bradley, had um, passed away two years before and given the university a sizable fund that was unrestricted um, that we were able to use to help fund the publication as well as the Crest Foundation, the Jacobs Foundation, the Tuckers, two friends of the museum, all supported the publication. So we were able to do this with all private money. And then IU Press, again, our partner. So we're particularly proud because it's an all IU production. Everyone has been inspired by this collection to teach with it, to research with it, to engage our audiences with it. And so this was a chance to really dive in and document what we thought was the best of the best. This is a labor of love from the whole team of the IU Art Museum. I think it's the best thing we've ever done. I really, really do. For WFIU's Artworks, I'm Yael Cassander.